Hi guys and welcome back to the FPL Reaction Pod. This is episode 10 of series 2. How are we doing, Max? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'm good. Not, on the weekend, I lost again. Played football. Uh, unfortunately, we lost, so it wasn't ideal. I had some dodgy centre-backs playing, so that's what I'm going to put it down to. <laughs> so no injuries, well, no hacks? No, no, no injuries. I've kept no my, I haven't got injured. I haven't fouled anyone. You know, I've kept... Quiet weekend good then for you. Quiet weekend, yeah. So hopefully uh, Arsenal can... It can be... Arsenal won't have any injuries, hopefully, tonight. And hopefully no one gets sent off as well, so... Yeah, so we've just had the lineups for the Arsenal versus Crystal Palace game. Um, so obviously we'll go through our teams and stuff and, 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 and just reel off who we've got playing in that game tonight. Um, but yeah, it's one of those weeks, isn't it, Max, where we don't usually record until the game week has finished, just to give a clearer point as to where we are. Um, but because obviously the, the, the early Friday kickoff, which is it's, it's nice to have a Friday, it's nice to have a Monday and a Friday kickoff, actually. It feels like it's been a while or at least in the last season, I think last time we had one of them. So lots of football this week as well, including the uh, the Champions League midweek. Um but yeah, let's just let's just get into to how, how our, our game week eight eight has been so far. Um so yeah, just briefly, Max, how how are we doing so far? How how is your team performing this week? So I took a minus four. So I took a minus four to bring in Cancelo for Rudiger. Yeah. Um, and I also took out Bruno Fernandes and brought in Kevin De Bruyne. So far this week, I'm sitting on 65 points with two players to go. So I've got White and Odegaard. Um, but yeah, so far I'm pretty happy. I mean, I'm just trying. I'm just looking at over this season. Did you say 65? Could, yeah. So it could be the, my second best score this season, depending on how the how the game goes tonight. Um, but yeah, some some decent. I've got clean sheets from Cancelo, Alexander nice. Arnold, and Creswell and Sanchez. Um, and yeah, De Bruyne got me a goal. Salah got me a goal, and an assist. Who I captained as well. Okay, I've got some some blanks from Tony and Antonio, and of course Yota didn't play, which is frustrating. But mm. yeah, so far, mate, uh, pretty it's it's uh, reasonable as well. So yeah, what about you? Um, well, thanks for listening, guys. That's the end of the episode because my, <laughs> my week yet again has been really like awful. But um, well, it's not been awful. I think, to be honest, on the Friday night, I uh, I made a minus eight, which is well, which is I would say it's unlike me, but as of you know, it was a last last season where I took um, many of these hits, but a lot of it was just looking at my team, and it just it didn't feel like I was heading in the right direction. Or you know, I came off the back of two two scores of thirty nine and thirty eight points when my team looked okay, so I just feel like. If I continued with that team, it would have just it would have just been a downhill s- slope. Whereas with the minus eight, you sort of with the, with with hits, it gets worse before it gets better. Sometimes where it's like you know you take this big hit, um, you're going to lose rank on a hit, but long term, why your team just looks a lot better than than what it did. And obviously, um, I took out Triore for Emil Smith Rowe. Um, that so so he's my player tonight. Emil Smith Rowe. He's 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 still to play. Yeah, Arsenal fans tonight, Lewis. Yeah, definitely. Hope we smash him to pieces. But um, with ESR scoring all of them. Um, but yeah, so he I, I did the Emil Smith Rowe to try or move, which gave me a little bit of cash actually to finally get rid of Luke Shaw for Cancelo. 
So in terms of the Cancelo-Luke Shaw move, that worked um, because obviously Shaw did what he did. You know, he does best and did nothing at, uh, at all. Um, so, yeah, don't miss him. Glad he's gone. Happily take a hit from him, for him, to be honest. Uh, my third one was Bamford. Um, now, it, it, it came in quite... I was, I was a little bit annoyed about having to get rid of Bamford because... Um, you know, they have okay fixtures, don't they? Short term. I think I was just looking at it and thinking, if I don't get rid of Bamford, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not looking at a lot of players starting. You know, it could have ended really badly for me. And even after the minus eight, I still ended up with bloody Sissoko and Morsal off the bench. Um, yeah, it's so. a difficult one, isn't it? Yeah, because so, you feel obliged to, you know, you want to go into a game week with eleven. But then yeah. sometimes it's like how much, how many kind of hits can you take? Mm. So fifty-two points so far. It's not bad. The average is forty-three, but with the hit, obviously, you know that that's that pretty much takes it down to forty-four. So just above average. Um, Sanchez with the clean sheet. My backline did pretty well actually. I think a lot of defenses did pretty well, didn't they? Sanchez, Cancelo, Trent, um, Salah, captaincy. It just pays off all the time, doesn't it? Um, yeah, definitely. You know, glad I played it safe. Yeah, blanks from Ben Rama, um, Antonio, which we'll cover a little bit further in the pod. Tony, so I brought in Tony for Bamford, didn't I? He's more of a, I, I you know, I I thought that um, without Rudiger, um, that Brentford would probably score, and they were really lucky not to. Um, they were really unlucky not to actually. I think Mendy pretty much um, saved us in that game because I don't want to go off on the spiral about how. How much we underestimated, uh, how much too shallow underestimated Brentford with that lineup, but um, but yeah, I just think Tony was very unlucky not to get anything, especially Brett and Bremo, who God knows how many times hit the post, but but yeah, so that's where I'm at so far, fifty two points um, according to live FPL, I have took a two hundred k drop to one point one million, but you know what. If 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 I if that was if that was me normally I would be pretty upset I'd be pretty fuming with that but because I've made quite a lot of um, surgery with my team and it looks great going going forward actually for the next few weeks in fact um, I just look at it and think you know it looks really good it's good to see that you're on the climb obviously um, I just need to sort of get back to 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 the way now because obviously the bad start has sort of continued and. You know, try already took him out. He got an assist and he started, which, you know, I can't explain how much that angered me. But you know, I'm, I'm... one of those things, isn't it? You, once it happens, you just gotta forget it and move on. And like you said, your team's pretty well set up for the next few weeks, so you should be able to attack yeah. them quite well. So yeah, I'm I'm just looking at um, Emil Smith Rowe to pretty much save my week again this week and and make the hit worth it. Um, to be honest, obviously it's probably worth it long term anyway, but. But yeah, so Max, obviously, we've got um, game week nine to think about now. Can it comes up pretty quick, actually. It comes, it comes in on on the Friday, doesn't it? Um, so a lot of interesting games. Um, interesting that the, the the Friday night game is Arsenal versus Villa, so it's Arsenal again. So they play yeah, on the Monday and on the yeah. So nice a nice turnaround, uh, which is nice actually because it's nice to actually have an Arsenal asset. You know, on the on the on the on the Friday on the Monday because you know I never really oh I've never owned um, Arsenal players well this season only apart from Ben White for a bit but uh, but yeah let's look at the fixtures to target for next week obviously there's a lot of 
uh, free transfers. Uh, there's people wildcarding and stuff. Obviously, this won't be too different to what we discussed last week. Um, but if any new players um, come to light, Max, some good games coming up. Anyone that you're, you know, that you're looking at, thinking, I still have to get this guy in. Um, priority transfers and, and stuff. Yeah, it's similar. To, well, on Twitter, when when I posted my team um, for this game week, I said, you know, the the luxury move for me was Lukaku, and because of the Rudiger news, it kind of meant that I, I felt obliged to bring in Cancelo because to at least have potentially have eleven players because I didn't mm. have. Um, looks like I would have only had. I'll only have ten this week um, without Yota. But for me, Lukaku, you know. It's, it's difficult, though, because I feel like I might not be able to bring him in because I will need to take too many hits. Now, of course, you know, Chelsea got Norwich, Newcastle and Burnley in the next three games. And I feel like I'd be, I, if I, if Lukaku doesn't get on the short score sheet there, I'll be very surprised. But yeah. for me, to bring him in, I'm going to have to potentially take out Antonio to get the funds yeah. and potentially downgrade... I need to either take out Yotta and completely downgrade to like a four point kind of five, or yeah. I, 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 I switch between Yotta, Creswell, and Antonio and take a, you know, a bigger hit. And for me, I don't really want to do that. So for me, that's a, it's a little bit difficult at the moment deciding exactly what I want to do. But yeah, Lukaku's on my mind at the moment. I think a lot of people will be looking at Lukaku uh, for this week, and I think his ownership could be pretty wild, couldn't it? Yeah, I feel like there's going to be a lot of captains because I know sometimes with Salah, people maybe not this time to be honest, because I know people. I was one of those people that didn't, you know, captain him when he played City, and we saw what he did there. Um, and I know he's got got United, but to be perfectly honest, I mean, we've seen United's you know ability to keep clean sheets is <laughs> it's not very good. So yeah, I'm, yeah, it's a it's a difficult one, but I know yeah, Lukaku is definitely on my mind. Um, going forward and you know it's it depends on how, how your team's also set up and how where you where you've got funds if it's a premium pay you're looking at you know how how are you going to finance that Vardy of course I didn't actually mention him last podcast I don't believe so I feel like I, I'm allowed yeah, to you, you had a day off didn't you talk about Vardy <laughs> I had a podcast off but now suddenly yeah he's he's getting a bit of a popularity now but and you can you know we, we can see why I mean he's has got some You've got Brentford next, which I feel like that Leicester Brentford game could be kind of like a high scoring one. Um and he's 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 slightly cheaper than, than Lukaku, mm. so that could be an option for people. Um these are two of course attacking players that that you know people might consider. Um but yeah, it depends on on, on what sort of players people want to target. I mean, normally people try and target the attacking players because, of course, you know you, you get more out of them. But potentially Chelsea, I know we, I just mentioned them, but from a defensive point of view, you could argue that they're likely to keep clean sheets there as well. So mm. Rudiger is well, he's back now, isn't he, Lewis? Yeah, Rudiger is. Yeah, he's back in training now, Rudiger. So he's um, yeah, he's he's well, he's all ready to go. Um, I, I just want to point out. Um, obviously, we were we were we were talking about Vardy. He's he's going way under the radar. I think a lot of that is down to the fact that Lukaku and Ronaldo were on the scene. Um, his ownership's only seventeen point eight percent, and I just think for the for the you know for the fifty six points that he's he's got so far, I just think that is. I don't think it's under. I don't think it's just underrated. I think he's being. Pr- like, 
heavily ignored um and i think that's again i i do understand where people are coming from because obviously you've got the shiny new toys in ronaldo and Lukaku. but a lot of these goals are from open play which is really interesting because obviously on the flip side of that last season um it was all about penalties wasn't it you know he was he wasn't playing too well his you know his xg wasn't fantastic um but this season you know He's firing on all cylinders, but the defence aren't for last. I mean, this is something, this is a good sort of way of moving on to my next transfer targets. And um, and they are Tony and Embuemo. I think this is someone that, you know, obviously we covered this uh, last week on last week's pod, didn't we, Max? Um, I'm just looking at Leicester's last four matches. And Leicester have conceded two goals in the last four matches. So they conceded two to Brian, two to Burnley, two to Palace, two to United. Now you look at the the teams they've conceded two against, two to, and that's Palace, Burnley, Brighton. Not exactly, um, not exactly the best attacking teams in the league, are they? No, and I think, yeah, Brentford and the way they play, and you saw out against you know, against Chelsea. Um, like you said, you know that the fact that perhaps Tuchel underestimated them, and I think you, you can agree that Chelsea were very. Un- was it one shot on target they had, and it was the goal? I think, or something crazy. But I know Brentford; yeah. the stats all went their way. So, like you said, you know. But on the other hand, Lewis is Evans back now? Because I know, of course, he's. I know he can. You know, he was back on the weekend, and mm. perhaps he's. Um, you know, they conceded two there, but you could argue now that they're switching perhaps a formation, and they might be look be more secure than they've been prior, having their kind of talisman centre back back. But you know, it's open to interpretation. If Evans is back, that would it would still it would still it would concern me slightly, but not hugely. Um, but you know he's 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 a great he's a great defender. Um, I just think that I just worry about the whole back line. It's just not very good, is it? Um, but yeah, I mean, in in terms of in terms of the Embuemo uh, and Tony, I think people are going to want them in regardless of the last fixture because long term, obviously, I took the hit last week to get Tony in, um, which I don't regret. Um, even though he blanked against Chelsea, um, I just think he's great value for money and and. Especially, I think Embuemo leads the way with hitting the post six times. Now, a lot of people will look that look at that in a negative way, but I just feel you, I just feel you have to look that look at that in a positive way. He's he's getting he's getting these chances against the you know some of these big teams, and you know they they're going up they're going up against some of the weakest defenses in the league. Obviously, we talked about Leicester. They then go on to play Burnley, Norwich. And Newcastle, you. I mean, you can't ask for three better fixtures than that, can you? Burnley, Norwich, and Newcastle. I mean, it would be very difficult to get to 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 get a better three than that. Um, to be honest, so yeah, really like the Brentford attackers. Um, of course, Lukaku, huge, huge, huge transfer target this week, and I think rightly so. Um, a lot of people have actually sort of been slating Lukaku a little a little bit, and I do sort of see the frustration I think we've got to look at the fact that he scored three goals in his past seven okay not great when you listen to the stats but you've got to look at the teams that he's played and you've got to look at the fact that they've played that Chelsea have played City Chelsea Arsenal Tottenham 
And obviously Brantford aren't easy either, are they? So I think for those worried about Lukaku, I'm not too sure they should be because obviously the fixtures get great now. They're good fixtures. Norwich, defensively woeful. Two clean sheets on the bounce. I'm not buying into that at all. Um, you know, and, they, and they've kept the clean sheets against, was it Brighton? And I'm not too sure the other one. I think the other one might be Burnley. I'm not 100% sure, but but yeah, the, the clean sheets they have. Yeah, it was Brighton Burnley. Yeah, that was a good guess. But yeah, in, in terms of that, I'm not looking at that game thinking, I'm not buying Lukaku because it's interesting, isn't it? Because the ownership potentially on Lukaku and Salah is going to be plus 100% this week. I mean, it definitely is. So, you know, not owning one of them is dangerous. Not captaining one of them is slightly dangerous, but, you know, if you own them, that's great. But not owning um, one of these guys going into this week is, it, it, you know, it could be suicidal in terms of rank. Um, but, yeah, anyone else that you've looked at, Max, that you do you think uh, the listeners could be targeting? Well, I was originally, I thought Townsend has looked pretty decent. And mm. I've... In terms of his current, um, the way he's performed this season in comparison to last was he was he was definitely on my radar. I know he didn't do it against um, against West Ham, but the amount of crosses he put in was it was it was unreal. I felt, of course, when um, when Calvert Lewin and Richarlison return, now that's the only kind of question mark because I feel like he he's he could get even you know he could get more a much meant you know a few more assists for sure when he's got the likes of them especially Calvert Lewin in the box because he's putting all these crosses in and you know no one was really getting on the end of them he was he was one player that you know was I was on my on my radar and of course after you know yesterday's fixture you could many I know there was a lot of talk among in the community about um Son and you know had this wild card and there was the rumor of allegedly he had well he did a code apparently and then he recovered whatever whatever the kind of story is um but we've seen you know he's kind of has he got four goals now son and of course Kane is you know mate is that a kind of turning point uh, they're against they're against you know Newcastle have kind of mm. have been not been doing it at all this season really and they've been conceding lots of goals um and their next three you know West Ham Man United and Everton yeah, that that could be a tricky run. So it's it's yeah. a difficult one. But I, can, my reasoning for Son, of course, is we you know we've seen what he's done in the past, and we've we've got another glimpse again uh, yesterday. Well, we're gonna uh, we're gonna look at Kane and Son shortly, um, and, and, and a little bit in terms of a long term fixture uh, sense. Um, but moving on from top target, so we've got Lukaku, Vardy, and Buemo, Tony. I think pretty much, Kev, I think those sort of options were in last week's episode, weren't they? You know, they, they are, they are performing. They do, you know, they, apart from Lukaku, obviously, but with that fixture swing, you know, we expect him to do well. Um, I would probably be looking at those four, particularly uh, this week, Embuemo, Tony, um, Vardy and Lukaku. Um, let's just move on to Bam Rama and T- Antonio. Very interesting topic, actually, because... I own both of them. Uh, Max, is it only one that you own? It's only Antonio, isn't it? Yeah, only Antonio for me. There's a lot of people, um, and rightly so, looking at the fixtures for West Ham now, and they are not great. Um, Tottenham, although you know some would say that's not a bad fixture. Villa, uh, again, 
so much say that's not bad. Liverpool, then Wolves, then City, then Brighton, then Chelsea. So, I mean, Liverpool, Wolves, City, Brighton, Chelsea, some of the best events in the league there. What should people be doing now um, if they own Ben Rama and Antonio or just Antonio, in your opinion? How many game weeks has um has Ben Rama not not scored? That's it. There's always a with players that you own. It's of course it's something that it's always difficult to kind of determine. But I think the people who get it right are the people that you know fly up the ranks. Is when mm. to let go and when to buy players. Um, so he's he's three three blanks on the in a row now. Um, next up is Tottenham. For the, I mean. It, last season, I held on to players for far too long, and uh, and I, you know, that cost me. Um, I think the the key also when considering, you know, oh, shall I? How much longer? How much more time should I give him? Is also what other options are out there? Um, like you've discussed, Mbemo, we've got players that have got good fixture runs, and are, I've either been incredibly unlucky or are currently scoring and doing well. Um, so when sometimes you know, I think you could, there's always that natural you want to give you know give your players time and trust them and be patient because you know it, or when it bites you in the ass after like you said with Trara, you know you got an assist after you took him out. But in reality, you know how that that might have happened and you might have been you know let held on to him for another two or three weeks. And it's, for me, I feel like if if it's gone three games, three games I think is a good kind of shout because sometimes you know. Especially with midfielders, you got to understand. You know, they're not like um, they're not always going to get on the score sheet as much as, of course, strikers. If you've got a striker mm. that's blanking like three or four games in, in a row, then you know, start asking questions. But with the likes of Ben Rama and the fact that there's other options available, I would, I would, I would take him out if I owned him. Um, An interesting fact is that Ben Rama is actually the fourth highest scoring midfielder in the game on forty-seven points. Um. So that is, and his ownership is still 36%. So looking at that, you look at who's below Ben Rama, just below is Decore, 5.7 million on 45 points. Townsend, uh, exactly the same, 45 points. Bruno, 43 points. Green Greenwood, 43 points. Some would argue that's still great value for money, wouldn't they? For Ben Rama. Yeah, you can you can argue that. Um I mean, he's got how many 12, 10 plus points, uh, pointers has he got? I mean, he's got a few. So you could argue, you know, he, he, it's not like he just complete, like gets an assist here or there. He kind of either does really well, just blanks yes. completely. So, so far, just about that, he, there's three holes and the rest are blanks. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult in that sense because it's like, well, it's not like he's kind of spreading out his kind of returns. On the other hand, it's good when you have them halls, but when when you don't. Um, but yeah, going back to the original point, Lewis, I, for me, if if you own a player, you know, if it's Ben Rama or whoever it may be, as a manager, you know, you've got, <clears throat> you've got to decide how long is enough um, and if there's an alternative option. If there isn't an alternative option or if, say, for example, he goes through this patch where he's not performing, but then he's got you know some great fixtures coming up. Then it's a, a different story. Of course, it's you know it's dependent on the player and the circumstances of that player. But yeah, if you've got certain players in mind that you want to potentially bring in for him, then you know you, you potentially go for it. But like you yeah. said, you know he's a high scoring, you know the top four scoring players in the in the mid in the Premier League. So you've got to keep that in mind. 
interesting, isn't it? Because obviously there's there's people out there with just Antonio who are also debating to on whether to keep Antonio or not. For me, Ben Rama, he's very irritating to watch at the moment. Um, he, you know, he, again, like you said, he's either, he's either hauling or he's blanking. There's no sort of in between. There's no sort of consistency. Um, he feels like an easy switch to Embuemo or Emil Smith Rowe, and you're also still saving, you know, 0.8.9 million in the process because obviously the fixtures are toughening up as well. And my thoughts on Ben Rama, he, he doesn't feel like an urgent transfer route. You know, he, he's not an urgent transfer route because, again, Tottenham defensively woeful against Newcastle. But, um, but yeah, we just need I think to. It depends, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, for it's me, tough. I have Antonio, and um, you know, for the first three games, he's got you got thirteen points, sixteen points, eleven points, and then he's currently the five games after that, he's he's done. You know, against uh, Leeds, he got an eight pointer. The rest, he blanked. So again, you could argue, you know, one return out of in five, that's that's not really ideal. But then, like you said, you've got to consider the fixtures such as Tottenham, and whose defense hasn't been very good. It's a tricky one because I want the car key. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, in terms of owners, would you hold Antonio or would you not? If I had um, the ability to upgrade, currently I'm you know, assessing Lukaku and whether I can do it. Um, and it's looking like it's going to cost me, you know, a minus four minimum for me to do it. And... It's it's kind of that balancing that trade off. Will um will I get that benefit from Lukaku? I mean, if Lukaku you know bangs a hat trick against Norwich, then that is you know I've made up my points. But it's it's whether Antonio could also do well against um, Spurs, who he could, mm. and then I of course I could save the hit and potentially save it for the other week, you know, the following week. But then of course I miss out on you know. Chelsea obliterating yeah. uh, Norwich. Norwich. So it's a difficult one. 45, 45% ownership on Antonio still. I mean, it's scary, isn't it? You would be you would be worried about that ownership if you were a non-owner, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, if I take if I if I take Antonio out and you know he gets two goals, it's going to cost me. Um, the same way, even if Lukaku, you know, yeah. when you're talking about players at high ownership, regardless of what happens, if you don't, if you own them, great. If you don't, it's going to cost you. So it's a, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. Depends, doesn't it? Because you can look at it in terms of ownership, because ideally, ownership wise, the three players that are most heavily owned up front, I imagine, at the moment are um, Antonio um, and Ronaldo or Lukaku and maybe like a Tony or someone like that. So, as long as you've sort of got those covered, I think you're okay in terms of ownership. But then, you know, if if you're not really bothered by your ownership, you could quite easily lose Antonio, couldn't you, for those fixtures? Well, that's that's the, the argument I'm kind of telling myself is, regardless of how well he's, he's he's done that, you know, the first kind of three games, he has got tricky, you know, tougher games. And on pet on because of that, you would argue that it's less less opportunity for him mm. to do well. And you've got other players that are have got are, have got the potential to do well against you know teams that are conceding yeah. a lot of goals. I think what we've concluded there is that maybe maybe the double up of Ben Rama and Antonio is finally finished, isn't it? 
I mean, it, it just seems a bit excessive to own both, especially with those fixtures. And in terms of Antonio, I think, again, we've come to the conclusion that he's not an issue. So he's not he's not someone that's sticking out like a sore thumb in your team. Um, but if you have those moves available, it could be a real uh, it could be a real option to get rid of him, couldn't it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So let's just move on to two two more big players actually, and, and two two more um, great great players in terms of combinations and with the, the fixture swing and stuff. And that's Kane and Son. Now, obviously, we we saw we saw Kane and Son tear Newcastle apart, but we've seen a lot of teams tear Newcastle apart, haven't we? Is Kane back? Does Kane's does Kane's return mean he's back? Is he back? Is he back in form? Or it's like has he overcome that kind of initial? He wanted to go, and now it's kind of leave Tottenham, and now he's he's kind of forgot about it. It's like you know, let's just let me do well this season, and then then I'll worry about leaving Tottenham when at the end of the season. If that was the reason for his kind of dodgy start, but I mean, last season Son and Kane were just players that if you didn't own them, they were going to cost you rank wise so much. Yeah. Um, the amount of goals, it's it's difficult to actually determine whether a performance against Norwich means they're back. Norwich, Newcastle, Newcastle, right. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of teams have done it against Newcastle. So if if you know against West Ham, who we know have been. Have, have looked good. They the way they played against uh, Everton, I felt that they're moving the ball about. I was very impressed by Declan Rice, but of course, you know, from a fantasy yeah. point of view, he didn't. You know, you don't get points for playing well in CDM really, but he looked very good, and I think he controlled the game well. Um, but West Ham, as a kind of overall team and unit, looked looked decent. Um, so if if we see Son and Kane, you know, te- you know, scoring a few goals or getting on getting some points from against them you could argue that they're more than capable of doing it against man united everton leeds and and the, the few more easier fixtures after that so yeah it's definitely one for me i'm not going to jump just yet i'm going to monitor it and see how see how they do against um west ham and if i see if i think that you know i need to i'm losing out here then definitely gonna consider how i can fit them in i mean son though is he's just um a ridiculous player, isn't he? He he is basically overperforming his actually consistently um, and has done for years. So in terms of Son, he, if you had to pick out a Kane Son, because obviously there's a great fixture swing coming up to, you know, after West Ham United and Everton, Spurs then play Leeds, Burnley, Brantford, Norwich and Brighton. So again, Brighton, okay, that's that could be tough. Brantford could be tough, but Leeds and Burnley, you know, Leeds, Burnley and Norwich, you'd have to be targeting Spurs, wouldn't you, at that point for either Kane or Son in game week 12? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, for me, on the basis of how much Kane is, is it safer to pick someone like Lukaku? I think it is. Um, I know I won't, you know, we're t- I'm probably, I'm, people probably listening thinking, what is he on about? This guy was the top goal scorer last season. He got the most assists last season. But again, We've got to look at form, and um, okay, he scored against Newcastle. But if if you can get Son, who is also you know last season did incredibly well, and also use that money for someone that's just a little bit more safer than but and a bit cheaper as well, hmm. then I would do that personally. So Son this season, he's got 
three double digit holes, three three uh three ten pointers in his last uh three games. He scored nine, ten, and seven points. If not Kane, should people be seriously looking at Son for game week twelve against Leeds? I think so because we've he's basically how far he plays up the pitch, and also is we've seen he's got he has the ability to score, but also his you know. His link-up play with Kane. If Kane does score, then it's more than likely that Son will probably get the assist. Um, so, you know, it, from that point of view, even if you don't, if you don't get Kane, you can, or you're concerned. Oh, do you know what? I haven't got Kane. He's he's going to bang in a load of goals. Then normally you can probably count on just on their partnership. And I know there were stats upon you know duos in the Premier League, and mm. I know they're up there for sure. So Son can probably save you from that point of view as well. So assuming that people own Ronaldo and they do the Lukaku switch and then in game week 12 they switch Lukaku to Kane, that seems easy. It seems like we don't have to plan too hard for that. Um, But in terms of Son, it's it's a little bit more awkward, isn't it, in terms of price? Um, So he, he, he he, he feels like, with Son, it feels like you sort of have to plan a couple of weeks in advance to sort of create, you know, the 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 money to make the move in into midfield because a lot of people are set with you know the the heavy heavy hitter up top. You know they've got the heavy back line at the moment with the Chelsea and City defenders, and then they've got Salah in the middle. You know it, it's going to be a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a mission, isn't it, to to get those those funds uh, raised? Um, yeah, I, to get, I agree. To get yeah. For sure, because say for example you have Antonio and you have Diego Yotta. Um that's one way you could do it, you know, yeah. take, downgrade Antonio to Tony and then upgrade Yotta. But like we like just said, you know, normally there's not many players about around his prize bracket. Um yeah. most are more expensive. And unless you've got Bruno Fernandez, you won't be wanting to take out Salah. Um so it's it's a case of you having to use two moves. Yeah, and plan definitely. in advance, because obviously, uh, again, when again earlier, I did I did mention that sort of Lukaku, he he goes. He, I think after I think it's so game week twelve. Obviously, we see you know we see the fixture swing for uh, for Spurs, but then Chelsea go and play Leicester and Man United, while Spurs play Leeds and Burnley. So I mean, it's a tough one, isn't it? Trying to decide between Kane and Son, because. The move is so much simpler from Lukaku to Kane, but Son just feels safer at the moment, doesn't he? And he's a lot cheaper. So it doesn't really mean you have to sacrifice too much in terms of in terms of value. But we'll leave it there. Um I think we've we've pretty much um concluded that Kane is an easy switch from Ronaldo to Lukaku and Son is a bit more of a pre-planned move so you know a couple of weeks move so again if you're listening and you want son in your team for game week 12 you should probably put a plan together um maybe this week or next week so moving on from kane and son uh, we've covered pretty much everything we want to cover in terms of the fixtures ahead we're going to now look at the preview so i just want us to quickly preview how we could look next week max yeah so my team I, feel, I don't really like the look of it, to be perfectly honest, only because some of the fixtures. But if I go, so I've got Sanchez in goal against Manchester City. Um, yeah, it's not ideal, to be honest. But 
I think you just have to accept. put it with that one, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's one of those where I'm thinking, I should have maybe have had like a Ramsdale second option, but yeah, mm. it's what it is. Um, Cancelo, so yeah, he's going to stay in my team. Alexander-Arnold, White. Currently, Creswell's there, but my original plan was to actually bring Rudiger straight back after I took him took him mm. out. So that is that could have happened. Um, I've got Odegaard in midfield with De Bruyne, Salah and Yota, and then Tony and, Tony and Antonio, who are currently at top, but I'm likely to take out uh, Yota for Rafinha because hopefully Rafinha is going to be back. So Rafinha is probably going to start um, ahead of Yota. Um, but yeah, that's my current preview. In terms of, like I said, the, the players that I'm considering are uh, potentially Creswell uh, leaving for Rudiger and also a potential transfer of Lukaku in, but for right. maybe Antonio. But like I said, it's a difficult one because one, I don't have the transfers. I've, I haven't got the wild card. So if I'm going to do it, I'm going to have to take a hit. Yeah. So it's me balancing up how important it is for me to do that. Of course. So we'll we'll talk about captaincy together in a short in a, in a minute. We'll just discuss my lineup quickly. So again, the same as you, Sanchez against C. Just one you've got to sort of put up with. Um, I've got a back three of Cancelo against Brighton, Reader against Norwich, Trent against Man United, uh, Salah, Rafinha against Wolves. So glad he's back. Ben Rama against Tottenham. Not massively, um, I don't massively hate him. Um, Smith Rowe against Villa. I'm looking I'm, I'm looking forward to watching Smith Rowe tonight. Hope he does really well. Um, Ronaldo against Liverpool, Antonio against Tottenham, and Tony against Leicester. My move is quite simple. It's Ronaldo to Lukaku. Um, so, yeah, quite an easy move there, actually. Um, I just want to quickly touch upon captaincy because captaincy is a bit of a debate within the community this week, isn't it? Um, what are your thoughts on that? So, I currently, my captain's sitting on Salah. I mean, we've seen before where he's playing against the better teams like City and we're like, oh, uh, you know, I didn't captain him because it was a concern um, whether I, whether he would do it, and he and he did. And we, he looks like he's in the the way he was playing against Watford is in his like form of his life, like the confidence he has. Um, so currently he is sitting on Salah. However, I am considering a potential switch to De Bruyne. But to be perfectly honest, you know, live, Man United haven't kept clean sheets against. You know, hardly. I don't think they have. Have they kept a clean sheet this season? I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't think they have. But um, maybe one. But no. So Man United. Uh, so so yeah. I I think um, even if the thing is with Man United, even against the even against the sort of weaker teams, they they just haven't managed to pull off a clean sheet, have they? You know, the likes of Newcastle and stuff. And so far in the in the, the you know they played Leicester, they conceded two. They played Everton, conceded. They played Villa, conceded. They played West Ham, conceded. So that it's not looking fantastic uh, defensively. They're going up against a tough Liverpool next, who are, you know, really scoring at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, and the, the, the a lot of people are talking about balance of United, and I think I understand some of the points they're making. I mean, the, because they've got so many attacking players, and they want to play all of them, and they want they've got three, and they, you know the formation they kind of play. They they got four play, four players that aren't coming back basically, and they've got two CDMs, and even the CDMs sometimes go go. For, wandering off so I can so you could look, be looking at that game and think you know what Salah, Mane and well Firmino who got the hat trick but mm. you know the attacking options that United ha- um, 
Liverpool have could cause damage. And on the basis of Salah doing very well this season so far, I feel like for me, I've got to continue what he's currently he's he's he's, he's blanked in one game this season. <laughs> so it's pretty mad, isn't it? So I feel like if I don't captain Salah and then Salah does really well, I'm going to lose out if I don't. So. Yeah, but what about so, you, Lewis? Are you going to be set on Salah as well? Very difficult, isn't it? Because you you look at both of them. You you know if 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 so. First, I just want to ask you this: If you had Lukaku and Salah, who are you captain in? That's a good one. Um, because that is the that is the biggest issue in the community at the moment, and it's not talked about enough because people just assume that everyone's going to captain uh, Lukaku. But you have to adapt in this game. And you have to adapt to form, and Salah is showing that you know he's 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 he basically like Messi in that year that he scored like what was it? He he, he got like fifty goals or, or whatever. It just feels like he's he's sort of in that form where if he scored 40, 50 goals, no one would no one would be surprised. So, do you not captain someone like that? One thing you've got to consider, Lewis, is, is, is Norwich have kept two clean sheets in the last few games. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I, I just feel like you, you can, how can you, you know, all right, Lukaku's up against Norwich, but in his current form, Salah, like, he, he, he could pl- I think he could play anyone at the moment and he could score. He could he could do damage. Like, And, okay, Lukaku is, is coming up against, you know, the, Sorry to any Norwich listeners, but you know the worst defense probably in the league in terms of how they've done so far. Yeah, and I think I just think it's it's a safer option potentially for for Salah. But then you yeah you've got to consider the opponent. But maybe it's easy for me because I haven't got Lukaku and I don't have the dilemma. Um, but I just feel like Salah is someone who is consistently done performed, whereas Lukaku as of late hasn't. Hmm. It's interesting, isn't it? Because a lot of people would say it's it's form or fixture, but in this case, it's 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 Salah has form and fixture because United defensively are poor. You know, Maguire the other day was was you know he was awful, and I've seen some you know highlights of that game, and you know I know he's had a couple of injuries and stuff, and I'm just I'm just not too sure that that um that that I want to captain Lukaku. <laughs> and it's a tough one because I'm a Chelsea fan. It, because obviously, yeah, okay, Norwich got two clean sheets. They've moved to a back five as well, which is interesting. Um, and Chelsea have also lacked a bit of creativity. But is that because of the players like Mount, Jorginho and stuff haven't started together regularly enough? And is that about to change? Also, is Lukaku now to play on, against Norwich? I just don't know. Well, yeah, I think with Sally, you know he's going to play. With Lukaku, he's had a bit of muscle fatigue. You know, he comes up against Malmo midweek, and if he plays that, you've got to be looking at that Norwich game and thinking, you know, does 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 he have that off? Does he have a day off there? It's difficult, isn't it? With Sally, you get the additional clean sheet bonus, and obviously the the the, the goal, and also the penalty assurance as well, because. We don't know if Lukaku's on penalties or not. I imagine he is, but would it surprise me if Jorginho picked the ball up and scored a penalty? Probably not. So for me, even if I brought in Lukaku, you know, which I'm quite happy to do because Ronaldo, oh, he's basically Luke Shaw at the moment. I just can't wait for him to go. But if I brought in Lukaku, it doesn't necessarily mean that I want, you know, that I have to captain him because he'd be a great shield on the weekend. I would even take a hit to bring Lukaku in 
to shield myself against him because there's no doubt at all that he's probably going to score. Even if Salah and... The thing is, if Salah and Lukaku score the same amount of goals, then Salah will still get more points, won't he? You know, he, he, he's got the extra point for the goals. Yeah, I mean, so, what Lukaku's sitting on... Was he 11.5, is he at the moment, or 11.7? Yeah, 11.6 or 7, I think. Okay. So, for example, for me, if I wanted to bring him in, I'd likely take out Yossa. Yeah. 7.5. And I'd probably have to go for a... I'd, I'd have to go for a 4.5 million um, midfielder to save, you know, 3 million there. And even then, I wouldn't be able to afford him to upgrade Antonio. So I'd only have 11 point... What is he? You know, his price. It wouldn't. I'd yeah. still be short on a few, a bit of, you know, some funds. So I could potentially be taking a minus 8 for Lukaku. I mean, all right. He's, even, to, to make that worthwhile, he would have to score a hat-trick against Norwich. Yeah. I mean, I... I don't think I have no doubt he will. He will probably get a, a haul of some sort, yeah. whether it's a goal or assist. But whether he's going to get a hat trick, I I don't know. For me, it's potentially a one based on my situation. I might have to bring him in again. Yeah, Newcastle. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think that pretty much clears it up. I think even with the arrival of Lukaku this week, for me, I'm still very like tempted by Salah. I mean, I like Lukaku as an option. You know, you ha- you you just simply have to get him in this week. It feels, even if you're not, you know, whether you're captaining him or not, because he plays Burnley next week. You know, his long-term fixtures are great. We play Norwich, you know, but with Salah, it just seems like there's more assurances. You know, with the penalties, the extra points, um, and even if Salah doesn't get the clean sheet at Man United, which is, you know, let's be honest, is a real possibility because United have been, you know awful haven't they even going forward it's looked you know it's not looked very in sync so so yeah that's where i'm at and that's that's i think we can pretty much leave it there um this week unless you want to add anything max no nothing to add i'd like you did mention about the champions league it's something just to keep an eye on maybe before you make any changes just in case you know they get an injury midweek so yeah, we'll we'll leave it there, guys. Obviously, appreciate um, you listening. Uh, we've not um, concluded dodgy differential pick three uh, just yet because the the game week hasn't finished. Um, but we'll be we'll be back next week for episode eleven um, again. Thanks for listening. Um, um yeah, um, thanks a lot for sh- for sharing and and just growing on your page as well um, that we released this week. Um, so yeah, thanks for joining me again, Max. Um, hopefully, you have a good week too. Um, yeah. I'll, we'll catch up soon. See you later, Lewis. Cheers, later, guys. Mate. Bye. Bye.